you know what, Jen? I don't think I've ever looked better in my life. I think I'm I'm at the peak of my physical prowess. I think you are. At the moment. And yeah. I would love to share that with people. I'd love people to be able to see me in the flesh. Just it's to... selfish to keep this. <laughs> it is. This amount of radiance needs to be shared. So I thought what I would do is invite people along to see me in real life. To be in the same room at the Museum of Comedy. At the Museum of Comedy, because comedy is what I do <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> and you belong in a museum. No, oh, no. No, no, no. It was How rude. My self-esteem had climbed and now it's back down on the floor. But no, I um, love the Museum of Comedy and I'm going to go there and I'm going to take my raw magnetism with me uh, on Wednesday the 24th of April. Can I come too? You can. Just try not to sort of detract from my glow, you know. Okay. Uh, we are going to have the magnificent Jenny Ryan, a magnificent guest, Ooh. TBA. Wednesday the 24th of April, put it in your diaries, bring your sunglasses because I am shining. Yeah, get your tickets now. The link is in our social media or from the music. Museum of Comedy website. Oh, please do come. Jen's all right as well. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's your name? Jenny Ryan. Correct. What's my name? Lucy Porter. Correct. What are we doing? We're making a podcast all about quizzing. Correct. What's it called? Fingers on Buzzers. Correct. Well, hello there and welcome to another episode of... Skibbidi-boop-boop-boop-boop, it's Fingers on Buzzers. Ooh, smooth. Oh, I love a bit of <laughs> scat jazz intro. Gorgeous. <laughs> um... I'm Lucy supporter. That was Jen Ryan. Boop, 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 boop. Biddly, boop, boop, boop. And the vixen. Um, <laughs> I'm not I'm not trained in jazz. Uh, really? Yeah, no. It's oh, extraordinary, isn't it? I mean, I just picked I it up. That was, I thought that was three years <laughs> at the conservatoire. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've hung around the back of Ronnie Scott's occasionally, but, oh, you know. Well, that's, that's as good an education in a lot of things. things. Really. But anyway, <laughs> um, it is a delight to have you with us, dear listeners. And we have got a cracker of a show for you, haven't we, Jen? We really do. Gorgeous guest, uh, a polymath. Uh, she's a writer. She's a comedian. She's a podcaster. She is adorable. She's Laura Lex. Very excited to have her on the show. And I'm also excited about our listener quiz, which has been sent in by Nathan Chapel. 
it's going to be a good one. I can I can feel it. It's, if, I'm getting warm vibes from the name Nathan Chapel. And if Sarah Vaughan or Ella Fitzgerald were um, about to do this show, how do you think they might be feeling? Smooth. <laughs> Fingers on buzzers. Um, poor Amanda just having to turn the volume down there because... <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, we should um, probably move on, shouldn't should we? Should we move on? Anyway, let's get on with the show. Now, we are very excited about being joined by a woman of many talents, Jen. Oh. She, she's an award-winning comedian. She's a podcaster with a variety of podcasts and a, a very successful author uh, and all-round lovely thing. It's Laura Lang. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Hi, dudes. How are you? It's so nice to speak to you. And I know we are going to be talking to you largely about your appearance on Pointless because we love a celebrity Pointless anecdote on this show. Um, but... Especially if you can dob anyone in for cheating. <laughs> yes, we have had that. James O'Brien talked oh. about the cheating that went on. Mm. Um, but also, but I'm going to see, I don't know what happened in your episode, but I think you were probably brilliant because you know lots about lots of different things. Um. I was brilliant as long as you tuned in really early to that episode. <laughs> okay. Um, we were sort of a, like a flash in a pan brilliance rather than a good at the quiz brilliance. Um, <laughs> Who were you yeah, we, we were first rounders. It was me and Lee Ridley, Lost Voice Guy. Mm-hmm. And I was so gutted because I love Pointless so much. I, I, I love it. And I did the studio warm up for quite a few years. Um, wow. So it was such a nice thing to be there, not doing warm up. Like, not that warm up's not a great job, you know, and it was, it was brilliant for so many years, but you also feel a bit part of the furniture and you know it's not exactly what you got into entertainment to do yeah so I was like yes I'm finally on pointless and then I think I was at Elstree for about four hours seven minutes of which were the show (laughs) so it wasn't great Uh, so you and Lee I mean it's very it is a very difficult show because that Mm. first round is you're such a you know you can be lucky you can be unlucky yeah yeah. It's very isn't it? It it was films, which isn't my I'm I'm not great at films. Mm. And it was something like films beginning with B. And it and it was that toss-up where I knew four or five of them, I think, but I I couldn't quite get my head around what the pointless audience wouldn't have known. Cause because mm. of doing it so much and, and mm. watching it quite a lot, like you know that actually the more modern stuff that as a like you know, maybe people in their 20s would go, that's the most obvious one. That's actually often the less well-known answer because the people that do the 100 answers are maybe a bit older. So, yes, and I, I can't remember what the options were, but I think the only one that would have saved us, I didn't know anyway. It was something like Battleship Potemkin, yeah. Is that, yeah, and I'd never heard those words before. So (laughs) there's no way I would have pulled that out of my bottom. Yeah, I mean, that is a very obscure film. It's interesting you say that about, because I also have done warm-up, but never for a quiz show. And what is it like? Is it it just the celebrity ones where they have an audience? No, it's all of them. Uh, Or it was at the time. Um, It was fun-ish. I met I've that like like I've met some people from that that still follow me on social media now and be like oh that's how we first met you like you know because you you pretty much are just hanging out with thirty people yeah. that have gone to see pointless be recorded there would be the odd person though that was so angry about me interrupting 
Richard Osman with my stupid ideas and my stupid face. <laughs> like I remember one woman once, like I was sort of, you know, look over here. Come on, we're doing this now. We're doing this. And she went, would you mind getting out of my way? I can't see Alexander. And I was like, uh... mm-hmm. no, I'm being paid <laughs> yeah. so that you can't see Alexander. <laughs> like that's the point. But uh, it was it was quite a nice one because we'd basically just play pointless together. Like we'd all watch the round and then I'd come back and go, who got that one? Did anyone get the pointless one? And we'd have a nice chat about it. Because the only, I think the warm, the very first warm up I ever did was Upstart Crow, mm-hmm. um, which if you haven't seen it, is a big like period sitcom. And I didn't know this at the time, but I talked to other comics that have done warm up since and they go, oh my God, you did warm up for one a sitcom two a sitcom with that many costumes and changes and I was like yeah didn't know any better (laughs) but I was on and off stage like of a record I would do well over an hour every week and now I look back and go oh yeah that was difficult but at the time I had no idea didn't know that some you just show up do 10 minutes and leave (laughs) yeah well what yeah I mean a great way to kind of earn your stripes as a warm-up yeah yeah, that's your norm isn't it once you've been there you kind of (laughs) I remember once so there, there was something that had gone wrong technical wise and so I was doing like a big bit you know when you're digging into old shows like what's bit that sort of works for this and I turned around to watch Harry Enfield just he was like leaning against something watching me laughing and thinking this is a really cool moment when you turn around and see Harry Enfield laughing at you you're like <laughs> oh alright then I love what job <laughs> <laughs> that is very cool well also I mean I, I would imagine on Pointless if you are getting answers right you know, as the warm up, that does give you that sort of sense of, oh, yeah, I could, yeah, yeah. I could do this. Well, it was quite nice. Like, you know, you'd, you'd nip down in the morning. I think we used to record four episodes a day or something. Um, or it was fewer on the celebrity days, but I think on a normal record day, it was three or four. Ooh. So you just watched four episodes of Pointless and stood up every now and again and I'd get the trophy out and we'd all hand the trophy round and have a look. And then we'd all agree <laughs> that it was smaller, but heavier than we'd been expecting. <laughs> That's um, so true. And, yeah. <laughs> and then Mark Olver showed me, because he does most of the warm up. I think I used yeah. to do it when he wasn't available. That it, But if you got your phone out and put the torch on, you could send the light up through the Pointless trophy and make it look really cool so I used to wow Ooh, the audience with it. that yeah oh that's a great tip that's that's going to be my party trick <laughs> not that I every time I have a party make people look at all my trophies but I do um, so you were robbed of the pointless trophy so basically films beginning with B that was it you were out yeah yeah oh, that's no. so unfortunate but it we was... were out in the first round don't feel you know alone well yeah they did say they'd have me back. I've not been asked yet, but I will hold them to that. Oh, yes. And you <laughs> If the show goes time. off air before I get a chance to redeem myself, I'll be livid. <laughs> but you've got to, yeah, no, the story arc is that, you know, from warm-up to going out in the first round to then eventually... Oh, yeah, the that's the movie champion. version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I'm really bad at the last round, though. The finding the pointless answer in the last one... I'm I'm not good at that. It's a bit like Popmaster when you you do really well and then the three and ten I can't. <laughs> yeah, it's too loose. Yeah, I'm yeah. good if you ask me a specific question, but if it's a loose thing of just go, my brain just goes silent, and yeah. you're like, no, I, I need you. It's the tension Come music as well, though, and you you know, mm. there's a limited number of seconds left. 
Yeah. Because it doesn't matter if there's a clock counting down or if they say it doesn't matter how long you take. I think it's the, that tension bed. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Gets you every time, doesn't it? Because your brain's just thinking, there's not much time left. And you're like, yes. no, so come up with something. But instead, you're just focused on the fact that there's less and less time left. It's yes. like, you know, when you can't go to sleep, so you're just thinking, oh, it's... <laughs> Even closer to when yes. I've got to get up now. That's my reaction to being put under pressure. Bad at it. I know that we should all use the tension bed. If you're ever trying to win an argument with someone or if someone's yeah. annoying you, then just put the tension bed under. As you sort of say, well, what are you going to do about it? And then you wave your pointless trophy at them and like a weapon. Like, it's heavier than it looks. <laughs> Small but mighty, like, uh, you know, like me. Um, so, but I see this, the, I thought you would be great and I'm sure you would have been if you'd been allowed to continue because you have so many brilliant areas of expertise because you are, you know, you podcast very much about learning and knowledge yeah. and you've got the podcast you do with your brother. Tell us about that one. Well, I think I'm a, like, a facts enthusiast more than a learner. Like, yes. so the podcast I do with my brother is my brother's not a comedian or in entertainment at all. He does software, but he did his degree in microbiology and he through he's 10 years younger than me. And through my whole career, he's he's so into comedy. He's so interested in it. We've always talked about that, but I can't return the favor in terms of science. So we're doing this podcast where he's trying to teach me GCSE science. Um, and I'm very bad at it and I can't focus anymore. Like I did my GCSE science at school and it was fine. I'm not, you know, I wasn't an exceptional student, but I was fine. And now he tries to teach me this stuff and I just think, there's no way 15-year-olds are learning this. Yeah. This is ridiculous. So it, none of it sinks in. And what we do is we we do a lesson and then there's a quiz at the end of the episode. But in real time, we wait a week between the lesson and the quiz right. to... Let it all fully flow out of my brain. And there's some <laughs> weeks where he goes, so last week we were learning about, oh, I don't know, whatever we were, relative forces. And I'll sit there thinking, were we? <laughs> like none of these words you're saying are Not even vaguely familiar. Of the episode is kind of... Nothing, no. nothing. He said to me this week, he said, teaching you is like memento which is another film i haven't seen it's up there with battleship thomas he, he said because you make notes for yourself and then the next episode is just you deciphering the notes you've left for yourself <laughs> trying to work out what you're talking about but it's the same with the other podcast me and will duggan we go on these lovely days out and and we learn all about history and like i'll wander around the whole of the richard iii museum and look at all of the facts about the wars of the roses and i love it and i find it fascinating and that is so much better than science to me and then I walk out and someone could say what year was the Wars of the Roses and I go I don't know but I had a lovely time and it all made sense while I was in there well I think being a facts enthusiast is a really lovely thing to be and I don't think you should beat yourself up about the fact that the facts don't necessarily <laughs> linger because then you can be enthusiastic about them yeah. all over again yeah. just never stop being enthusiastic I think that's just... delightful always knowing things for the first time <laughs> <laughs> and we couldn't really talk to you without talking about one of your other enthusiasms which is one that I certainly share um which is of course Jürgen Klopp oh he's so he's so good isn't he 
you I mean, it was one of the highlights of lockdown was yes. your gorgeous uh, Twitter thread and then subsequent book about oh, this sensible Jürgen. Um, and uh, so, I mean, sport is that because often we find that sport is an area where people in showbiz lack knowledge. Mm. Like if we're putting together our fancy pub quiz team, mm. often sport is a bit of a... Yeah. A weak link, but I mean, again, do you retain any information? No, I don't. I I would retain nothing. I think. <laughs> um, I like to watch sport, um, and I love sports documentaries. But no, it doesn't stay in. I think the only sport I'd have much of a chance of, like scrubbing up on, would be England cricket circa two thousand and five. That that would be the only thing I'd have a chance of, of <laughs> revising and learning. There's too much football. I think if you start football now, it, how do you? Where's the beginning? Yeah. Like there's too much. It's too big. Yeah. So you'd need many, a sport that was small. Yeah. Mm. I mean, and, I and, sort of feel you'd probably start in Sheffield. I don't know why I've got that. <laughs> We've just done a quiz where it was about what was the first football team and it turns out it was oh, Sheffield was it? City. Sheffield FC. Sheffield FC. Yeah. But I don't oh. know if that's going to be going out before or after the interview, <laughs> so I may be messing with time. Whoa. <laughs> that's good trivia, though. Yeah, you see. And Nottingham Forest. Who did they play if they were the first team? <laughs> Good. It's a good question. Yes, just knocking about. It's like, yeah, being the first. It's like, yeah, come and have a go. Yeah. They <laughs> so were the first Yeah, we're the team, first, we're the best. We're going to win the league. We've already won the league. Years. We invented the league. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I was hoping that there might be another sport that I could quiz you on because you did uh, write your debut novel about a sport that's very close to my heart and many people will have played at school, netball. Yeah. Do you like netball? I, well, I mean, I haven't played, I haven't thrown a ball in anger for some years. Oh, I love good. The, the memory of netball. Yes, good. Uh, yeah, that's where I'm coming from with the book too. I So I started doing... It all came from, you'll have done this gig, you know G Live in Guildford, there's yes. that funny little studio room. Yes. And I think I was emceeing that and there were some women there on a netball night out. And I sort of went something like, oh my God, really? Like you're choosing to play that as adults, that's disgusting. And sort of started improvising some stuff about how stupid netball is. Because once you start saying it out loud, you know where you're like, there's that portion that those two are allowed in. And then there's that overlap that four of them can go in, but not that bit. And you can only throw the ball two sanctioned ways. And you once you've caught it, you can use a pivot foot. And yes. But for three seconds, all of this nonsense. <laughs> And I started improvising that and, and the women were just laughing their heads off because obviously we were going, yeah, why did we have to learn that? So I went away and wrote that up into a whole bit and it went at the end of an Edinburgh show where I'd sort of been talking about feminism and people kind of having a go and 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 people sort of accusing trans rights of degrading women's sports. But actually, women's sports degrade themselves <laughs> with the pay difference. And, and if you really want to work on equality for women, there are such bigger factors affecting our ability to succeed, such as wasting eight years at primary school learning a game that's got no financial... There's yes. nothing... Like, so that turned into that. And then 
And then it was such like this netball was just getting such a good reaction that I wrote it as a TV show. And I thought, like, can't you just imagine? So the book's about this woman whose husband leaves her and she's a bit older. So she's already retired and her kids have grown up. And she's like, what the hell are my hobbies? Doesn't have her own stuff. So she ends up starting this sort of wonky netball team out of other people that are also just looking for anything. And I was like, wouldn't it be cool to do like a really through British comedy with all of the brilliant comic actresses playing netball together. Like, uh, and all like 45 and over, like a proper get together. So, you know, you always hope you have like one cool female comedy, comedic actress in everything mm-hmm. put them all in the same thing it'd be so yes. much fun and then the um, rival netball team which is you know all of your other comic actresses yes. so I wrote it for TV and then TV went is there any chance you could make them all 22 oh, yes. and I said no and so you know um, watching 22 year olds bounce around is not different. as fun as watching you know <laughs> proper when I was playing netball I was at uh, Catholic school and it was nuns and nuns <laughs> playing netball is still one of the funniest things I've ever oh. seen and that's what you want you want yeah you've lived people are and bouncing I think a breakup at 22 sucks but a breakup at 58 is very different Yes. It's a it's a different part of your life and it's a different world that you're in. It's, you know, it, it's just different. And then I wanted to, yeah, well, so when the book people, so I did those clop tweets that went viral and it was honestly like a Cinderella moment of my life because they said, oh, you're clearly a writer. Do you want to write the clop stuff as a, as a book? And I sort of said like, no, that's a very thin joke. There's no way we can stretch that over a book. <laughs> And then the pandemic happened and all of my work got cancelled. And I was like, you know what? A book sounds great. Let's write a book. That is a brilliant idea. And they they said, well, look, why? how about you write the clock book and then any novel of your choice? I didn't even have to pitch it. And I told them about all these women in Pivot and, and the idea of this novel. And they just went, yeah, sounds great. Write it. Go. So it was like, like genuinely like the closest to a fairy tale I've oh, ever been in. It was amazing. Okay. Amazing. Well, and I have used that as a springboard uh, to write a quiz for you and Jenny, if that's all right. Yes. It is a quiz about netball, which I felt would advantage (laughs) you, Laura. I'm so sorry, Jenny. (laughs) I mean, it was already a low bar for me uh, because, yeah, I, I, I didn't get anywhere near the netball team at school, I think probably played it about four times oh. under, under sufferance <laughs> when the A, B and C team were all off playing away matches. Occasionally we would get to use the netball court. Um, oh. Yeah, I, I I don't have much in the way of athletic prowess. But, I will, you know, I'll admit that. I, but you have great general knowledge skills. Okay. And I feel I mean, you that... may do well because we've already established that Laura, although she's written an entire book about netball, Things fall out of her head very quickly, okay. whereas mm-hmm. things stay in your head for a long time. So what I'm going to do, let me just find my little quiz. Where is I it? Look. Here we go. Yeah, don't look. That would sort of ruin it. Um, <laughs> okay. Now I'm going to start off with. Should we do? Would it? I'll go to you in turn. Um, I'm going to start with you, Laura, the uh, our guest. This is one that does actually come up in pub quizzes, so Jenny will definitely know this one. It's the classic question about any sport. How many players are there in a netball team on the field in play? On one team. On one team. Uh, I think it's seven. You are correct. Yes. It is seven. 
Very good. Uh, Jenny, I'm coming to you again. This is a very easy question. If you get this wrong, it'll be embarrassing. Um, hidden netball, WA stands for what? Wing attack. Yes. Nice. Get in. Uh, this next question for you, Laura, you've already answered, but I'm going to tell it as a, a, as a formality. How long can a player hold the ball? Uh, that is three seconds and then a whistle blows and you have to give it to the other team. <laughs> so, it is a ridiculous game, isn't it? Yeah, it's really stupid. Ridiculous. There's a theory, I don't know if it's true, but the netball was sort of created from um, a correspondence where someone was trying to explain basketball via letter correspondence <laughs> and a lot of the finesse got lost. But I don't know if that's true. It might be, um, is it someone apocryphal? Describing it, yeah, someone describing a game. Well, there may be a question later on about the uh, the origins of netball. Um, the next question is for you again, Jenny. If a player moves with the ball, what is this foul called? Oh, see, I know, I know what it is in basketball. <laughs> Travelling. It is not. I'm going to throw it over to Laura. Do you know? Is it footwork? It's, well, that's not the answer I've got, but I have Uh, to say, of course... That rings a bell with me. It is stepping is what I found from the official... I I remember being told off for footwork, though, so I think think that's a point. It's suddenly, it's triggering, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's all coming back to me now. (laughs) People will write in. People will write in. Um, okay, so now we're back with uh, Laura. What is the middle section of the netball court called? Um, like the very middle bit. Um, maybe the mm, the centre circle. Well, I I will give you that. The I Ooh. was thinking of the centre third, but of course, oh okay, the third there it's is the a centre circle, so you 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 get a point for that. Jenny, which team won the twenty nineteen netball World Cup? That was the last one. There will be another one next year. Um, Australia. Mm, it's a really good guess, but it's not. Laura, do you have any idea? I think it was England. It was or... not. Oh. Uh, the correct answer is New Zealand. Oh, so, oh. so you were in the Antipodes. So but... is, it, is it in Australia next year? Uh, it's not. It's in South Africa, right, okay. which brings me the, on to the, my the next question, which I believe we're are we back with Laura now. I've lost. I've lost track. Yeah. Um, which British city hosted the twenty nineteen World Cup? <gasps> oh, um, do you know what? I think some friends went to it. Um, where do they do fun stuff like that? Birmingham. Oh, they do so much fun stuff in Birmingham, but not but this not particular that. fun thing. It's where the uh, Eurovision fun is going to happen. Ah, uh, Liverpool. It's Liverpool. Uh. Okay, so uh, it's in South Africa next time, next year. Liverpool's not in South Africa. <laughs> <laughs> I might go in South Africa. I would like, you know, if, if anyone wants to commission us all Ooh. as a three to go yeah. with the mouth. Oh, Sorry, I'm just like... Gosh. Mum's got her own bit, ready to go. (laughs) She's pivoting furiously as we speak. Okay, a couple more questions. Which national side has won the Netball World Cup most often? You can either of you can take that. I've lost track. You've said it already, Jen. It's Australia. Australia, 11 Mm. times. Okay. I knew they had something to do with it. Uh, What is the nickname of the English football team? Netball team, even. (laughs) 
What is I'll name? take your first question, the lionesses. Thank you. <laughs> yes, there you go. Um, question master slip. You can have a point for that. And Jenny, the netball team. Um, the It's another national emblem. Not emblem. I'll give you that. The roses. It is the roses. Oh, well done. For some reason, the first, I often imagine the first thing I wanted to say was the leaks. I'm like, not England. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? See, I was thinking unicorns. I was like, the front of my Ooh. passport, like, what else is there? Yeah, well, the Scottish team yeah, would should be, be the unicorns and the, um, and the Welsh team, the leaks. I'd love to be playing for a team, especially in, you know, in my 50s. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to be with the leaks. That's what um, I should have called the team in the book. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Well, when we do the TV show, which now, you know, now TV will come back and go, oh, yeah, actually, we did want it to be a 50 year old woman all along. And spon- sponsored by Tenor. It's all matching up perfectly. (laughs) And I've got one final question. The rules of women's basketball were modified over several years to form the new game of netball. Mm. Um, It was at the Bergman Osterberg Physical Training College in which English county? Oh. I mean, you know, take take a while. Wow. It's a county that Laura has some connection to. Oh. Oh. Well, I'm from Somerset. I live in Sussex. I went to uni in Kent. So let's go for one of three. I'm going to go Somerset. Okay, that was the wrong one to go for, Jenny. Which one would you like to pick? Kent. Kent it was. It was in Dartford. <laughs> but that is of the the story of the Bergman Osterberg Physical Training College is worth looking up because it's this amazing Swedish woman who was a Swedish feminist, early Swedish feminist, and she came over and started this college for women's physical education. Mm. And uh, she's a she's a fascinating woman, so uh, I recommend. There's a bit of further reading for everybody. There we go. Oh, that's cool. Mm. So, um, I mean, I don't know who won that quiz, but you both did sort of well in different ways. Yes, yeah. we, we we made a good show of ourselves. I was picturing us on the same team anyway against the quiz. It hadn't occurred to me we were <laughs> against each other, so that's quite nice. Yes. It's basically us against Lucy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So we won. Yes. There you go. And I, I will slope off the court. Uh, is that even what you put? Yeah, it's a yeah. football court, isn't it? That's, that's how little I know. Um, well, it's been an absolute delight and a joy talking to you, Laura, and I feel justice on pointless it's coming your way definitely yes. yeah it's about it's about time you were revisited to complete that that story arc yes yeah It'd be lovely wouldn't it it's like a modern billy elliot <laughs> it is quizzy <laughs> elliot if you will yes <laughs> and definitely um we are available for the tv version of pivot yeah. brilliant um, i'll put you on my list thank you very much Thanks. can i be a nun i'll just be, i don't need a guitar but <laughs> yeah. i'll just be a nun bouncing around in the background we'll just be some traveling yeah. nuns yeah 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 That's... and we'll, we'll never name you in the credits you'll always just be nun extra one <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. that's exactly what I would like. Oh, it's such a delight talking to you, Laura. Hopefully, see you very soon. Is there anything Thank you wanted you. to um, talk about that you've got coming up? By the way, no, not really. The podcasts, give them a listen. If you if you like a quiz, which you must do if you're listening to this, then Lex Education has a quiz every episode, and Woo-hoo. you will feel very smart. Um, and if you like history, then the National Treasures podcast is me and Will Duggan going on days out and recording while we walk around stately homes and muddy fields and such, and it's very nice. Lovely. So you've given us history, science and sport. That is yeah. absolute value for money. So thank you so much, Laura Lex. <laughs> Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. 
It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Now we are joined by the delightful, the ever-fragrant producer Amanda. Skibbity-bop. Yeah. Skibbity-bop. <laughs> Um, to uh, give us a listener quiz from uh, Mr. Nathan Chapel. Yeah, this is a great one. Uh, it is called We're Number Two. Oh, intriguing. Yeah. Is it about defecation? <laughs> <laughs> is the boo, poo, 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 number two. No, scat. Oh, we are scatting. Yeah, so, we are. Yeah. It is scat, yes. <laughs> I mean, that's what I was trying not to say, <laughs> but yeah, let, I, I said let's it. call a spade a spade. <laughs> <laughs> is it um, about things that were kept off number one in the pop charts by something else? No. I was just thinking of the old, the classic no, old know. Vienna and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. what was it? Black Lace, no. What no, no, shut it? up your face. Oh, shut up your face. There you go. That's great. That comes up a lot in quiz, doesn't it? Uh, there is a music themed question. It's just three questions, but I really like these. I think this is a really nice quiz. So yeah. we'll get stuck in, shall we? So the yeah. first one is a sporting theme. Mm-hmm. Notts County is considered the oldest football club being founded in 1862. But who is the second club founded in 1863? And Ooh. there's a clue if you want it. We're number two. No. Well, let's not. Well, I'm assuming it's the the oldest club that is in the football league at present. Because I thought Sheffield FC was the oldest club Ooh. in England, anyway. Um, so, so the oldest club that's still going. Well, in the well, Sheffield FC are still going. They're just not a, a top flight club or, oh. or second or third. They're not one of the Sheffields I've heard of. No. They're not even. You know, no, they're yeah. not your top Sheffield. But maybe it could be another. Is it another Sheffield club? No. Oh. Um, is it from the north? I'm going like Preston North End or one of those that won. one of the founder, they... one of the founders of the football mm. league. But it's, you'd think it'd have to be one of those. Um, Maybe we do need a clue. Look at yes. me going, I don't need a clue. Yeah, well, I think, you know, you've both had a good try without one. Well done. Um, the clue is Reginald Mitchell, the inventor of the Spitfire, was born here. Oh, well, it's Burnley. Yeah. 
<laughs> Love just being confident for no reason. Yeah. Um, is it Northwest? I feel Northwest for some reason. Uh, I don't think so. Oh, oh, okay. Midlands. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Stoke. Yes. It's Stoke. Whoa. Stoke City. Yeah. Well done. Okay, so politics. Oh, okay. Sir Robert Walpole was the first English Prime Minister in office from 1721 to 1742. Who was second in office from 1742 to 1743? Oh, so after Walpole. And again, we've got a bit of a clue as well. Pitt the Elder. Pitt the Younger. He actually was in first. <laughs> that was really that would be his dad. Yeah, just undermine his dad's authority. Right? Um, I don't know, uh, Robert Peel. Uh, no, he's just a little bit later than that, wasn't he? Really? Uh, Lord Cavendish. Um, is, it, is it a member of nobility? Do you? Yes. Duke of Wellington. <laughs> I'm just saying that. Great try. You, 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 yeah, I'm taking the jazz theme to its logical conclusion and just freestyling. <laughs> Go on then, give us a clue. Well, I mean, he doesn't, it's not, he thinks this isn't really a clue, but it could be. Um, was the first Prime Minister to die in office? Oh. George Canning. No, that was much no, later. Um, the first one to die in us rather than be assassinated. Which in was office. Spencer Percival. Spencer Percival. Or, is it, or Lance Percival. Spencer Which one's Lance the actor? <laughs> One of them's an actor. Um, um, I don't know. No, not Spencer Percival. Well, the answer is yeah. Spencer Compton. Oh, oh, a lot of Spencers around in those days. The yeah. first Earl of Wilmington. So oh. yes, nobility. Yes. Yeah. Well, they, they tended to all be, didn't they? Yeah. They didn't, didn't really get many uh, working class stock mm. coming through. You don't really know either, do you? I mean, it's I mean, been a while. In latter a latter of, years, hegemony <laughs> of. Uh, Public school children. Yeah. Thank God for Liz Truss, though, breaking <laughs> up. One <laughs> of the <laughs> finest prime ministers, I think, history will be By the time kind. this comes out... Oh, yes. I mean, it could be me being prime minister, because... Be. I is hope that, so. Yeah, I hope so, too. I think, although I'm very busy at the moment, mm. it's these, not a good these time. These podcasts won't record themselves, will they? No. Too busy to govern. I'm <laughs> sorry about that, yeah. Okay, final question. I wish this quiz was a little bit longer, actually, because this I lovely, think yeah. it's really lovely. I like the so, clues as well. The yeah. Yeah. Well. So, Nathan, if you want to send in another one, uh, be our guest. So, to music. Selling over six million copies... Uh, Queen's The Greatest Hits Part 1 is the big, biggest selling UK album of all time. But can you name the second? And there's a clue here as well. which And it's not part two. <laughs> it's not so it's, it's a British artist or is it it's just sales mm. within the UK? No, yeah, um, sales within the UK because... I've got to go for Abba Gold then. Yes. Ooh, you are right. Great yeah. answer. Oh, this is such a good question. And yeah. the clue here, this was, I didn't know this, and, he, and, and Nathan doesn't say which member of ABBA, but one of the singers was born of, as part of the Nazi Lebensborn yeah. programme. Yeah, that was... Liebensborn? Is it Liebensborn? Yeah, um, Frieda. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's such a good quiz. I'm trying to think of any sort of famous examples of, so second person to set foot on the moon. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. Those uh, second person to... Um, think of a question. <laughs> yeah. Let's edit this out, but I reckon we can come up with a few. I reckon. Yeah, it is Buzz Aldrin, isn't it? Buzz Aldrin. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah, but who's the third? Oh, there you go. Well, there was somebody on that. Um, somebody that didn't get to set foot at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Michael Collins had to stay inside. <sighs> Guys, because my my uncle was born at the moment of the moon landing. Really? And uh, my grandparents 
decided to name him after astronauts. So they called him Michael Neal. <laughs> they didn't go for Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they're cowards. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, yeah. If you're going to do it, do Just it right. The third out. man on the moon was Charles Pete Conrad. Yeah, Pete Conrad. Yeah. I love the fact that it's Charles Pete Conrad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so Pete was like, hey, I'm Charles, but call me Pete. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's okay. a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's a good, it's a really good quiz. And I'm going to find more, possibly by the end of this episode, I'm going to find <laughs> some more um, because I've enjoyed that. So thank you very much, Nathan Chappell, for a very, very good listener quiz. Awesome. Fingers on Buzzers starred Lucy Porter and Jenny Ryan and was produced by Amanda Redman with music by Kevin McLeod and Justin Edwards. Email quiz at fingersonbuzzers.com and tweet at fingersbuzzers. Thanks for listening and don't forget to join us next time for more Fingers on Buzzers. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.